Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. Oh yes, Jesus, we love you and we thank you that you are the center of this church. Be glorified tonight as your word comes forth. And in your own mighty name have we prayed with thanksgiving. Let everybody say, Amen. If you love Jesus, why don't you clap your hands and bless his name tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. Tell the person standing by you, Oh, how I love Jesus. Because he first loved me. Hallelujah. God bless you and you may be seated. Tonight, by the grace of God, I will bring to a conclusion my teaching on seven attitudes you must have toward your church family. Amen. We've been at it for about three weeks. Three. Four. Five. Six. Is it three or four? And this, this will be the fourth. All right. Four, dear. You're okay. And I've shared a number of things with you. Let's do a quick recap. I started off by explaining to you certain things you must understand about church. Rahel, are you happy to be in church? And there are three important things you must understand about church. Number one, church is not the building or the place of worship. It is the believers who gather in that building or space that is what we mean by church. Hallelujah. And then the second thing you needed to understand, which I told you about church, is you must understand that the church is a family. And that you and I belong to this family, which is the family of God. Amen. Then number three, the third thing I informed you, you must understand is that there are different units or segments to the church family. But ladies and gentlemen, it is just one family. I told you that the church of Jesus Christ is made up of different denominations, different Christian bodies, different Christian organizations. And collectively, we make up the body of Christ which is also the church. So the church family is made up of different units and everybody who is a member of this large church family also belongs or is supposed to belong to one of the units or the segments in that church family. Now you and I belong to the shepherd's fold restoration family. So that is the unit that we belong to. Others belong to Christian Action Faith Ministry. Others belong to International Central Gospel Church. Others belong to Royal House and so on and so forth. 
So you must appreciate that the church family, it's a huge one and it is made up of different units or segments. Amen. So these were the three things I started us off on that we needed to understand. And then now we moved on to talk about the attitudes. Uh, don't lead me on what to share. Let me be the one to lead you. At the end. Then I moved on to talk to you about the attitudes we must have towards our church family. What is the first attitude we must have towards the church family? Read it out for me. Number one. Oh, say it again. Cho. Be convinced that your church family is a good family. Is your church family a good family? Are you convinced that it is a good family? Hallelujah. Then the second attitude. Number two. You must join the church family properly and be fully committed. And I gave you a warning that you must not be what? You must not become a church fanatic. Jesus. Now, you're supposed to be sold out to Jesus. But understand that Jesus Christ is not the author of confusion. He is not the creator of disorder, conflicts, fighting, and confusion. So yes, you must be sold out to him. And you must be crazy about Jesus. There's a positive dimension to it. So you must really be careful that you don't start behaving like a fundamentalist or a rationalist. Somebody who is ready to kill another person because the person disagrees with you. Now, now, now that's, that, that's the beginning of madness. And you have to see a doctor if that is how your mind works. Hallelujah. So your attitude, the second attitude is that I must join the church family properly and I must be fully committed. Hallelujah. So don't just play games around. Don't just be somebody who is walking through. I know you say name. If this is the church family that you want to belong to, then join it properly and be fully committed. And as far as I'm concerned, your commitment is shown by how regularly you come to church. It is seen by how much of yourself you have put into the church. You put in your time. You put in your energy. You put in your resources. You pay tithe. You give offerings. For me, one of the clear ways for judging whether somebody is really committed to God is whether the person gives money to God and for the things of God. It tells me a lot about the person. Do you know why? Do you know why? Should I tell you why? Because your money is very important to you and it doesn't reach you. How many wish you can have more money than what you have currently? If you lift your hand, you'll have more money. Yes. That is the story of most people, including myself. 
I want more. Somebody say, I want more. Say it again, I want more. Yes. Now, money is very important to us. And where you put your money reveals where your heart is. Amen. So, if you put your money into a political party, where is your heart? In the political party. And what pains me for you is that when they come into power too, they don't mind you. Is that not so? That's why there are a lot of angry foot soldiers walking through town. Because they went to fight foolish fights. And a lot of promises were made to them. And when their government came into power, many of the things they expected to see, they didn't see them. That's why you should never put your faith in politics. Rather put your faith in God. Say, I'll put my faith in God. Hallelujah. So you must join your church family properly and you must be fully committed to it. Number three, the third attitude. What does it say? Ready, go. You must determine to make a difference in your church family. So your attitude must be that I will make a difference in my church family. I don't want to just be around. I don't want to just warm the seat. Why are you just warming your chair? Did they tell you that it's feeling cold? Why is that the only thing that you do? If you are like that, what it means is that you are not making a difference in your church family. But you must have an attitude of, I want to make a difference. I don't, I don't want to just add to the number when the saints go marching in. You know that song, don't you? When the saints go marching in. When the saints go marching in. Oh Lord, I want to be in that number. Oh, when the saints go marching You used to march with it in school. Is that not so? Hey. When the saints go, why, why, how did, why, did, why, why did we used to march like that? Oh, boys. When the saints go marching in, oh, when the saints go marching in, oh, Lord, I want to be in that number when the saints go marching in beautiful song and of course i want to be in the number i want to be part of those who are marching in i want to be part of the saints but i just don't want to be part of the number i want to be a saint who makes a difference i want to be a saint who has affected many lives i want to be a saint through whom many people have found jesus I want to be a saint that contributes significantly to the growth and to the expansion of the church. I want to be such a saint that when I am not around, people will feel it. When I don't come, everybody will notice it. If you don't come to church and nobody notices it, then it means that you don't make much of a difference. That's the easiest way to judge whether you make a difference or not. 
Can I have an amen from somebody? So you must determine to make a difference in your church family. And your attitude must be that. Charlie, I won't make a difference in my church family. I want to contribute significantly to what goes on in the church family. Number four. What is the fourth attitude? You cannot change your biological family, but you can change the church family to which you belong. So your attitude must be, I can't change my biological family. I can't change it. Gino, can you change your biological family? No. You are stuck with your biological family. You may say, I don't like my family again. It's not likely that when you go to the family of your, uh, your best friend, they will just accept you like that. We are there, you are not part of the family. In that sense. So you cannot change your biological family because your biological family is the family from which you came. And you didn't, you, you didn't decide which biological family you're going to belong to. It is God who decided to place you where you are. And so you can't change it. But when it comes to your church family, you must understand that you have the right to change your church family if there is a need to change it. Amen? So God has given you a choice as to which church family you must belong to. And that is why it is important that when you are choosing your church, you must be guided by certain things. For example... I must choose wisely so that I wouldn't have to be changing churches ever so often. So, so don't just be, be, be casual in choosing your church family. Don't just be impulsive in choosing your church family. Think about it. That this church family that I'm opting for, you know, sometimes you, you, you come to a church, you join the church without really thinking much about it. But along the line, you have to start thinking about it. That is this really where I want to be? And you must choose wisely so that you won't always have to be changing your churches. Another guideline, you must choose based on criteria such as, is Jesus truly exalted in the church? Is he really Lord in that church? Is the Holy Spirit recognized and acknowledged in that church? Is the true and unadulterated word of God preached there? Or it's somebody's ideas or experiences? Is there righteousness, love, peace, and joy in the church? These are things you should look out for in settling on your church family. Amen. Never be part of a church where there are quarrels and strife and confusion and fightings. Because we are human. But if you belong to a church where you see that every time there's one fight or the other going on, it's a sign that something isn't right. Hallelujah. Oh, I can't hear your amen. Then the other guideline, you have not committed a crime if you decide to go to another church. Don't let anybody make you feel that because you decided to change your church family, you have committed high treason for which you must be executed. Abba. Some crazy. Then the next thing, the next guideline is that you must believe, you must go where you'll be blessed and fulfilled. You must go where you'll be blessed and fulfilled. That's where you should go. What's the point in belonging to a church that you are not blessed in? 
What is the point in belonging to a church where you don't feel fulfilled? If after service, as you are going home, you don't feel that you have been failed. You don't feel that you've been failed. And you've been fulfilled. That means failed to the fullest. Then there's a problem somewhere. Especially if it continues like that. So after church, when you are going, you ask yourself, that, what did I come to do? <laughs> what did I come to learn? How was I blessed? What, what did the word of God do for me? Can I even remember anything that was said? If you don't have that, then you need to look at it again. Amen. Then the other thing, note that there's nothing like a perfect church. And so if you are looking for one, you'll be wasting your time. Because there are some people who keep moving from one place to the other because they are looking for a perfect church. And which I say, I'm sorry, be a same year Everything is okay. Everything is fine. There's nothing out of place. Everything is correcto, perfecto. Everybody is matured. Everybody is committed. Everybody is devoted. Everybody gets on well with everybody else. If you are looking for a church like that, die. Because such a church only exists in heaven. <laughs> Nora, are you looking for a perfect church? If you are looking for one, I say die. If you don't know how to die, come, I'll show you. <laughs> but for as long as we live in an imperfect world and we are still constrained by this physical and sinful body that we dwell in, you will not find a perfect church. Alright? It's just that there are some churches where the issues are too many. So that is when it becomes a problem. But understand that for as long as you are in the company of other human beings, there will always be something that is you know, a little off, a little not so good. So don't try to look for a perfect church because you won't find one. And if you are in a church that you are constantly stressed out, you are unhappy, you are dissatisfied, you are always being manipulated, you are always being controlled, you are always intimidated, and you are always being exploited, then know that it is time to do what? Move on. Hallelujah. So now, we want to move on to the last three attitudes. The fifth attitude is you must do good to the members of your church family. So your attitude must be that I will do good to the members of my church family. papa. I will do good. It must be your attitude. I will do good to the members of my church family. Look with me at Galatians chapter 6 verse 10. I will do good to the members of my church family. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 10. It says, As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Alright? Is this the word of God? And the word of God is saying that anytime we have opportunity, what must we do? We must do good unto all men. Unto all men. So God is expecting us to do good unto all men. If you have an opportunity to do good for somebody, 
do it because it actually makes you a child of god so that must be a general practice and as a song you have to try a little kindness show a little kindness shine your light for everyone to see and if you try a little kindness and eh, you'll not be so blinded like narrow-minded people in narrow in narrow-minded streets if you think about it you understand what they are saying but the important thing is the first part he says try a little kindness tell the person sitting by you hey, yeah, be kind to me kakrawati if you have food give me some to eat tell, tell, tell the person how many of you have roommates when they cook they don't mind you you have perhaps you are that that roommate there are some people they are very wicked you have cooked some nice jollof only you are eating you can say that your roommate's mouth is watering just an anu sons you in the church i won't take a tree back who crap on man say some of you too when they invite you the way you come and eat the thing it's it's it worries <laughs> hey like secondary school there are some people you don't want to invite them to come and eat part of your soakings either solid i mean your soakings or your solid or whatever why because there are some people i don't know where they get them from but they have custom made spoons they are not the normal spoons you find though i am convinced that they go to the person who makes the spoons and they give their dimensions and not only that when they bring the spoon they 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 they, they bend it so that when it's fetching the thing it can fetch a lot at a go so when somebody like that comes to eat your food oh and none of your friend are if you know do you see but generally you must try to be good when you have an opportunity do good unto all men this is what the bible says but then it goes on to say something else he says especially everybody say especially it says especially unto them who are of the household of faith so generally do good to all men but especially do good to fellow believers and if you are part of a church family especially do good to those who belong to your church family but don't just say that i want to do good to those who belong to the same church with me that is all you understand because remember that before the bible talks about that it has said to us that we must do good unto all men so that's the general thing that's the general thing and i'm explaining to you my dear friends that one of the attitudes you must have towards your church family is that i will do good to the members of my church family i'll do good so let me ask you what do you see as good that you want people to do for you those who are in the same church with you what do you see as good that you want them to do for you mention some of the good things you want i'm i'm i'm, I'm curious like what what good do you want done for you sandra what do you want gifted to do for you 
You want gifted to be good to you? Yes. So how do you, in, in what ways do you want her to be good to you? She should do what? Okay, I've mentioned one. When she cooks, she should give you some to eat. Or She should be kind. In what ways? You can't think of any way that you want her to be good to you. You can't think of any good thing that you want somebody to do for you. Because if you can't think of anything good for somebody to do for you, then then you don't expect anything good. So your life will always be devoid of good things. Eh? Why you bowed your head? Because you know I'm coming to you. Yes, madam. You are madam from today. You are looking behind you. Evelyn, what good thing do you want your, your, your church brothers and sisters, the brethren to do for you? Can you think of anything good that you want them to do for you? Yes? Like what? Like what? Mommy has said one for you. If you don't have money for transportation, you would want them to help you out. Is that not so? That is good. If you are not well and you need somebody to help you to go buy some medication for you, to even pray for you. It's an example of a good thing. If you are in trouble and you need somebody to stand with you, it's an example of a good thing that you want. So anything that you can think of which is good, that is what God is expecting us to do for one another. And so we must not be wicked towards each other. We must be loving, we must be kind, and we must be caring towards each other. Hallelujah. Now, if you're being good to me, you would also not say bad things about me. And you won't spread bad stories about me. You say kind things to me. You won't tell me that my nose like Bentwa. And me now, I have, I, I don't feel very confident about my nose. Because it's quite pronounced. But that's how God made me. But I don't want you to remind me about the size of my nose. Why? Is it, is it good? Is, is it good? It's not good. And there, there are people, they like to tease others a lot. Always laughing at people. Do you have anybody like that in your life? Oh, Pastor James, Brother James, can you help us? Your wife is saying that you, you like to tease, Pa. Chris, is it true? Everybody knows. Hey, he's been he enjoys teasing people. It's, it's just a game, okay? It's just a game. But you see, sometimes there, there, there are some kinds of teasings that are cruel. And you must always have an attitude of I will do good. That is a song we sing. I pray for you. You pray for me. I love you. I need you to survive. 
I won't harm you with words from my mouth. I love you. I need you to survive. That's the attitude we must have, that we need each other to survive. And you must make a personal pledge and commitment that I won't harm anybody with the words from my mouth. I won't say cruel things. I'll not spread bad stories. I'll not gossip about anybody. The Bible says love covers a multitude of sins. I won't go around spreading people's stories. So an attitude that you must have toward your church family is that I will be good. I will be good to the members of my church family, to my brothers and sisters in my church family. Because that is what helps the church to to grow and to do well and to stand strong. One of the reasons why sometimes people leave church is because the, 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 the brothers and sisters in the church were not kind to them. They didn't treat them well. You see, I think that all of us should have a habit of when we come to church, before we go, we will look for somebody that you don't know and speak to the person and introduce yourself to the person and be nice to the person. You can compliment the person about, oh, you, your hair is, looks very nice. Your dress looks very nice. Your shoe. And say, ha. And say, ha. And say, ho. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Because you see, especially when the church grows and becomes very large, it is very easy for people to come and go without anybody noticing them without anybody saying something nice to them that will make them feel good. And people want to feel good. People want to feel that they are important enough to be noticed. So all of that comes under doing good to the members of your church family. And it is an attitude that we must all develop. Hallelujah. Tell the person sitting by you that from today I'll be good to you, Ati. Tell the person that for some time I haven't been nice to you. Please forgive me. I have changed from today. Hallelujah. Number six. The sixth attitude you must have toward your church family. Try hard and relate well with fellow believers. So you must have an attitude of I will try hard. And relate well with my, my, my church family and with fellow believers. I will try hard to relate well with my fellow believers. But you see, as you're doing that, you must also recognize that not everybody in the church family can be your close friend. I'm saying something. So you must relate well with everybody and you must have an attitude of. I'll just try and relate well and flow with everybody. But in doing that, you must also recognize that not everybody can be your close friend. Because friendship, you can't force it. There are some people that you gel well with. 
there are some people that you don't gel well with it depends on so many things sometimes you meet somebody a person hasn't done anything to you but you don't like the person <laughs> thankfully god says we should love the brethren he says we should do what we should love the brethren but he didn't say any uh, he says we should love the brethren the brethren <laughs> but there's no way that it says you should like everybody you can't like everybody and everybody cannot be your friend so don't be too worried and disturbed if you don't like somebody or somebody doesn't like you just say that the person is choosing his or her case so it's not a problem naturally there are people you flow with so in class when you sit in a classroom not everybody is your friend but there are some people that you seem to connect well with there are some people that you seem to flow well with and you enjoy being with them they make you happy you admire them such people become your friend for your information also you, you know last week I, I informed you that the church is like a hospital and in a hospital you find sick people in a church you find people who are at different stages or levels of their christian work there are some people in the church who are very spiritual there are some people in the church who are very carnal there are some people in the church they don't pray they don't read their bibles at all now it is important that you, you recognize the fact that not everybody in the church can be your close buddy and your close friend. You must flow well with everybody. As much as it depends on you, flow well with everybody. But always recognize this thing. Because if you do not see this thing very clearly, you may actually now become very close to somebody who won't help you in your Christian work. And before you realize, that person's problem will become your problem. That's why you have to be very careful who you start moving around with and everything. Be nice to everybody, flow with everybody, but not everybody can be your friend. It doesn't mean that you should despise anybody. No. Understand that people are at different levels of their Christian work. And we need to be patient with one another. But we also have to be wise. And we also have to be circumspect. And that is why the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15.33 that be not deceived, evil communication corrupts good manners. And all it simply means, what this simply means, there's a statement we make, show me your friend and I'll show you your character. There's another expression, birds of the same feather flock together what it means is that your friend influence you influences you greatly and the person you hang around with has a great influence on you that is why you got to be careful who you hang around with and you got to be careful who is your closest friend or buddy however you must do everything that you can to relate well with fellow believers with the brethren in the church. Look at Romans chapter 12 verse 18. Don't forget I'm sharing with you attitudes that you must have or develop toward your church family. And this one is saying that you must try hard to relate well with 
fellow believers with your church family members but you must recognize that not everybody in the church family can be your close friend romans chapter 12 and verse 18 it says do all that you can to live in peace with everyone with who everyone that means do what you can to relate well with everybody to be at peace yes there are some people who like to quarrel there are some people who are quarrelsome but try hard to flow and relate well with everybody that's an attitude you must have you see if you don't develop that attitude you will always be fighting with somebody in the church that a person looked at me in a certain way when she saw that i was coming then she booed me in each year that she looked at me in a certain kind of way there are some people who are angry with ashes they quarrel with them just because the asher told you that don't sit here sit there i always tell the ashes and then of course the protocol ladies that you must always be polite when you're speaking to people don't don't boss people around don't don't just instruct people hey 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 hey, hey, hey. hey. don't 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 no. don't sit there well, get, get, get up get up get up no don't sit there i said don't sit there i said no not here there there ah well, don't you hear <laughs> what are you doing you'll be driving somebody from church so it's something i tell you must always know how to speak to people how to relate with people how to politely ask them to do things and you must try hard to relate well with everybody it's an attitude that you must have in your church family and don't become somebody that everybody notices that this person opened it's a it's an unfortunate thing to be identified in a church as a quarrelsome person that everybody has seen that you like to quarrel it's not a good thing and if you carry such an image get rid of it tell yourself that i i, I don't like I, I don't like it i don't like that image you should be seen as a nice brother as a nice sister in the church don't be somebody that everybody everybody is careful about that when they come around you they must walk on eggshells for fear that they are, they are going to break 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 the eggs it's like everybody has to be careful because hey, come and see dressing down you better dress it down you know it's not a good image to have so in a church family like ours you must try hard to relate well with everybody hallelujah and the last attitude that you must have toward your church family is that you must be happy within your church family in other words happy yourself you must be happy within your church family it's an attitude that i'll be happy i must be happy whichever church family that i am in i must be happy in that church family. it's an attitude that you must have you must you so, so again that is why you must choose where you want to be if an environment a church environment you find yourself in is a very stressful one every time there's pressure there's tension there are issues 
then it's not a good environment and you cannot be happy there. It's important for you to be happy in church. Did you hear what I said? I'll say it again. It is important for you to be happy in church. And you must, you must always have an attitude of joy. The psalmist said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So whenever you are coming into the midst of the presence of your church family, there must be joy and you must be happy about it. If you don't feel happy when you are coming to church, then there is a problem. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So in Philippians chapter 4 verse 4, Philippians 4 verse 4, it says, Always be full of joy in the Lord. Always. Always. Always be full of joy in the Lord. And then for emphasis, he says, I say it again, rejoice. That means be happy. Be happy. You know, there's a song that, it's an a cappella song. I'm sure you've heard it before. Don't worry. Be happy. You, 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 have you heard that song before? You know it. It's a song. And it's a cappella song. There are no instruments in it. And the theme of the song is, whatever it is, don't worry. Be happy. And it just said, do you any? Try and be happy. Do you know that you look better when you smile? You look better when you smile. Say, who muna? Why are you saying? Why are you saying? Why are you saying? Why are you saying? You understand that? So, Try and not always be happy. When you are in church, be happy. Don't look bored. Don't look angry. Smile. Be happy. Flow. Be happy in church. Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10. Our last scripture. And Nehemiah continued. Go and celebrate with a feast of rich foods and sweet drinks. Drink Fanta. Drink Coke. Drink malt. And share gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared. This is a sacred day before our Lord. Then look at what he says. Don't be dejected and sad. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Lift up your hand and say, the joy of the Lord. Say it again, the joy of the Lord. Say it again, the joy of the Lord is my strength. So I will be joyful. Say, I'll be happy. I will rejoice. And I'll try to happy myself. Hallelujah. It's an attitude that you must have. Where your church is concerned. You are happy to be in church. You are happy to be around. And you, are, and you, are, and you generally have an attitude of being happy. You know, when, when you are a happy person, you find that the people are drawn towards you. Is that not so? Nobody likes to be a debiawe and when you see somebody who is always squeezed his face, you, you, you don't tell the person, but you say it in your head, Akwabe Udini. <laughs> Every time you squeeze your face, no smile. 
do you see when we ask you say that i have a lot of problems i have a lot of issues my friend when you squeeze your face your problems don't go away and the way you are squeezing your face you'll get constipation too <laughs> you don't know this look you will feel much better and people who smile a lot and are happy all the time do you know that they live longer yes yes so if you've noticed about yourself that you are not somebody who smiles a lot and all of that start practicing do you see because it's a bad thing it means that something bad can easily happen to you so please practice smiling when you go home go and get a mirror every day stand behind the mirror and try different smiles and different happy looks you do one then you change your style so you try this then you change your style then you change your style try try change it practice it try and be a happy person around it will make a lot of difference and especially in your church family you must be a happy person that everybody will feel you know at peace and at rest to draw close to you and to relate with you sometimes the reason why people don't have friends in church is because you look too serious as if you got the whole world in your hands you got the whole wide world in your hands you got the whole world in as so we are seeing seminar so why try and be happy tell the person sitting by you from today i have changed i'll be happy in church ladies and gentlemen we are done with the seven attitudes you must have toward your church family rise up to your feet and let us close god bless you let us pray father we are grateful to you for this evening and thank you for your word i pray may all these things that we've been taught which we have learned guide us in our christian walk help us to exhibit these attitudes in church in our relation with one another in the name of jesus and i pray may your holy spirit help us if there is any area where we have a weakness if there is any area where we are struggling may your spirit help us to overcome and to do well and to always be of our best behavior in your house we thank you father in jesus mighty name and let everybody say amen clap your hands and bless the lord thank you for listening to the shepherd's voice with pastor johnny awanyo we do hope that you were greatly blessed for further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus 233-243-886-622. God bless you.